got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. In. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. But who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stone. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. March 26, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today we celebrate a living legend in the cigar industry. Today, he is 90 years young, still smoking and loving cigars and the industry around him. Avo Yavazian is 90 years old, and we will light up in his honor. Also, I attended the Habanos Festival a few weeks ago. I legally brought back some cigars and will light them up too. Also, the Cigar Authority has received its very first, probably of many, the very first cease and desist letter. We'll get to that and maybe a freeze on the FDA. We'll talk about that, too. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Yeah, baby, you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. So Avo Yavazian, uh, 90 years old, so we thought we would uh, make it part of the care package. So the 500 out there that are listening that have this cigar in there, this is the Avo XO. Barry, tell us about it. Strangers in the night. The Avo XO features tobacco aged for at least six years that is artistically woven into each cigar. The Avo XO features a Connecticut seed Ecuadorian sun-grown wrapper over Dominican binder and filler. The cigar is rolled at OK Cigars, which is part of Davidoff and is blended by Henke Kellner and Avo himself. The result is a cigar that can be enjoyed on special occasions or as an everyday smoke. It's available in three sizes, and it retails between $10 and $12. Always been a fan of the Avo XO. It's like hugs and kisses, right, XO? I think that's XOXO, but yeah. Same deal. If you smoke two of them. Let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut a cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. 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 We're, uh, we got our final live show from Stephen over here. The final? What do you mean final? Final live because he is being promoted at his job at Market Basket. He's going from assistant grocery manager to grocery manager. So he has to work on Saturdays now and uh, will no longer have the money. Congratulations. Congratulations, bud. Those that don't know the Market Basket story, it will be in the history book soon. Absolutely. Because it is an unbelievable story. You look that up and you see what oh. that's all about. What, what a story of a grocery store. And he clearly was on the correct side because he's being promoted. That's right. The rest of them were fired. Yeah, yes. So uh, what do we got? We're going to light the cigar with this. Um... How about if we taste the cigar first? All right. Let's, see let's what... not skip anything. <laughs> kind of Earth a, and cedar. Kind of a classic 
Davidoffy appeal without being overly Davidoffy. Is that a word? Is Davidoffy a word? I have a taste. If it was a duck, it would be David Duffy Duck. I have a taste. I think I got it exact. <laughs> Frank laughs Have you ever jokes. had butter on a pup tot? It's so friggin' good. Have you ever put butter on a pup tart? It's so friggin' good. Have you ever put butter on a pup tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Jesus, yeah, do you set up the, the story? It's pretty exact. Often? Check, please. <laughs> you toast the pop tart. You put butter on it. This is it. Pop tart with butter. Exactly. No. <laughs> I guess that's what we're going with. All right. Uh, and I'm sorry that I brought it up. All right. That'll never happen again. <laughs> you mean with that setup, you were going to skip tasting the cigar before we lit it? I might have went with it later on or whatever, <laughs> but I had the cigar so many times, and it is a buttery pop tart. No? That dead on. There we go. It's <laughs> exact. Okay. All right, what are we using here to light this thing? We are using uh, the Vertigo Glock. No butter, no pop tart, big ass tank, three jets in line. One could refer to this lighter as the poor man's flat flame, retailing at fourteen ninety nine. That's unbelievable price. I like it because it's the perfect size to fit in that little pocket in a pair of jeans. I yeah. need them to come out with a it's Sig big, Sour yeah, version. Yeah? So I can have a Sig because I'm not really a Glock guy when I'm carrying. Yeah, they're so thick. But mm. this is a, a thinner, clear body. We all have the same. Is there only one color in this? Or, no? You got a Two colors. Gray. Two colors. A gray I got a charcoal one. A black and a clear. Yet I like what the clear. black or charcoal looks like. I like the clear because I can actually see very easily how much you fuel see I have. This. It's not bad. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We'll go with it. So, Alvo Uvasian, born March 22nd. Big day, March 22nd. A lot of people celebrating their birthday on March 22nd. Yeah. Uh, but he was from Beirut, French Lebanon. Um, he, he is an American jazz pianist and a cigar manufacturer. Today, 90 years old, Tuesday, turned 90. We had an event up here. We yeah. had him Skyped in. He liked it. I think that's the way he's going to go from now on. Saves on travel. It was easy. He liked it. Plus, he was saying after he had surgery a couple of years ago that he can't do long flights anymore. Right. He has a grandchild coming, and it's, it's almost in the Antarctic where the, his uh, daughter is. So you can't be almost in the Antarctic. You're either there really? or you're not there. Then he must be there. It's, he said, it's a long way. I can't do it. His wife is going to go. Um, so he's 90 years old. He has a, a 20 year old, And he has a 20-year-old daughter and about to have a grandchild. Yes. So. That's a dude that was getting jiggy late in life. Yes. There we go. <laughs> His mother was a singer. His father was a composer. As a young man, he joined a jazz trio, traveled to the United States in 1947 while living in New York playing for multiple bands. Um, he went for classical piano composition at Juilliard. Four children, uh, drafted in the Korean War and honorably discharged in 52. He is the author of the melody of Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Night. That's right. Along with other things, but that's the one we all know, Unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. We all know that. Uh, in 1983, his daughter Karen was born. He went to Switzerland for the christening, had a Cuban cigar after the meal, and wasn't happy with the price of the cigar. Not necessarily how the cigar smoked or tasted. He wasn't happy with the price of it. So he traveled to the Dominican Republic. He meets 
Hanky Kellner, who has his own factory at that time, we're talking 83, smokes a few samples and then offers him 25% more than what Hanky wanted for the cigar. Do you understand this? He actually offered him 25% more so that he could guarantee the best tobacco that would automatically be used. Yeah, he's, he's his buddy the most. at that point. He's paying yep. the most. Wow. So it went very well in the first year, 120,000 cigars. In the first year, pretty good, right? Absolutely. You're talking about no, this is, this is him playing the piano at jazz bars, just Sell, making his living. Right. And he's selling got cigars it. in a box on his piano. Wow. That year makes more money selling cigars than he does as playing a piano, piano. player. <laughs> That's it. No more piano. He's go. in the cigar business. So by the third year, he sold 750,000 cigars in a year. Good for him. So he says, all right, I'm in the cigar business. 1995, Davidoff now is making cigars with Hanky Kellner. They buy Hanky Kellner's factory, and they go to, Han- to Avo and say, we want to buy you too. 10 mil. In what year? 1995. So they take on the rights to the brand. Later on, they buy the brand completely. Now that's By 1996, the, they're doing 2 million cigars. That's in the middle of, or just at the tail end of the cigar boom, if I'm not 95, mistaken. 95, it's, it's rocking. It's rocking. It ends in 97, but the, 96 So we're at the, the peak. We're yeah. at 400 million cigars yeah. coming in the United States. So they did very well with it, and he did very well. I, I believe that it's called a win-win situation. Yes. Both, both people did very, very well with it. So what they did this year is actually make, uh, and they've been doing it for years since the 22 each year on his birthday as he was, say, 75 or whatever, started putting these yearly things, probably not thinking that he's going to actually make it to 90-plus or something, that this thing is going to continue. But, uh, and incidentally, the 22, one of the best cigars I've ever had myself. Uh, But this year, they came out with uh, classic covers. They cover a cigar brand. So this is the Avo XO that we're smoking, and they take it and they change the wrapper and change some different things on the cigar. That's the idea of what the Classic Covers is. And this one is uh, Classic Covers number three, but celebrating Avo's 90th birthday. Unfortunately, we couldn't send this out as part of the care package because it wasn't shipped until the 22nd on his birthday, so it wasn't part of it. The cigar runs sixteen ninety nine two seventy three for a box of 18. Um, what do you know about the cigar, Barry? Well, off the top of my head, I don't have it committed to memory other than the fact that it's the same binder and filler, except the filler uses 10-year-old and 11-year-old tobacco. So you got Same to, binder and wow. filler as the Avo XO. Right, but the... But with a Habano the, wrapper. Some of the filler is aged longer yeah, in the gotcha. classic covers. Mm. Yeah. So it, it is a different... Um, 5,000 boxes made, or I believe. 3,500. 3,500, okay. Yeah. Um, it is a 6x54 Toro format. And, um, yeah, uses the Habano 2000 Claro wrapper from Ecuador on it. And um, it is out there right now. Uh, Pretty work. cool packaging because when you're done smoking the cigars in it, you keep the box, if you want to call this a box. <laughs> it looks like a record player to me. Yeah. Uh, you keep that. It becomes an ashtray. Yep. And there's the cutout. You got your cigar the... rests in yeah. the arm of the record player. Pretty yeah. cool. It is very nice. They've yeah. outdone themselves. As a Mexican San Andreas binder. Uh, Habanos. Oh, yes, 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 right. in the binder. Right. So uh, that's the Avo cigar. Um, they did a good job with it. it some of the Avo uh, limited releases come too full, full body for me, where Avo is really a smooth cigar, always has been. They come out with their full-bodied uh, versions, and some people end up loving it that's full-bodied. But Avo is not about full-bodied, 
and uh, I think they did it right on this one. This is a, a keeper for me. I'll uh, personally, um, it's my favorite Avo limited edition. Mm, I think it, I'm surprised. I think it's better than the other ones. It is ready. Sometimes yep. they age very well. They're they're um, heavier tobacco, and they say this is going to be really good in a year from now or something. And I put them aside, and they do get they and they know their stuff. This one's ready today. I mean, it's smoke the right cigar now. today, and it's ready to go. It's only a box of 18. Uh, it's worth your try. Go to your local brick-and-mortar retailer. You'll see it there, the Avo Classic 3, Avo's 90th birthday cigar, and I would say a collector's item for sure, especially in that type of packaging. So great yeah. job. It's an awesome keepsake. There we go. Yeah. Okay, Barry, what do we got for the Duran question of the week? Well, the Duran question of the week is brought to you by Duran Cigars. And when the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba, Duran Cigars. Last week, we wanted to know what group of cigar smokers you consider yourself to be a part of. The choices were Bundle Smoker, Budget Smoker, Geek Stick Smoker, Premium Smoker, and uh, we added the day after a everyday cigar smoker, brands like Perdomo and, and My Father. And uh, the responses came in, and 30% of the people consider themselves geek stick smokers. I figured that. While 24% say they prefer the ultra-premium brands such as Atabay, Byron, and Davidoff. Hmm. Only because of our listeners. Obviously, that's not the way it is because the volume smoker is the everyday smoker, uh, mm-hmm. along with the bundle buyer that's huge numbers. But if you're listening two hours to this ridiculous crap that we're putting out, <laughs> you've got to imagine uh, you're, you're, you're a geek. You want more information, right? Well, it's so freaking good. Right, so freaking good. <laughs> and this week, we're going to ask you, who was the best smoking tough guy in movies? Ooh. The choices that we put up are Clint Eastwood from The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Nice. Ron Perlman from Hellboy. Hugh Jackman from X-Men. Al Pacino from Scarface, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando, Will Smith from Independence Day. Does it count if you go Commando? <laughs> Robert Duvall from Apocalypse Now, and Edward G. Robinson from Little Caesar. That's going back a long time ago. I'm surprised you even knew what that was. Well, I wanted to throw somebody that you could relate to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. In your advanced years. <laughs> I know we've had a lot of write-in votes already for uh, Jack Nicholson's character in A Few Good Men. Yes. Ah. Which I had left off the initial list. Wow. Um, and as always, you can vote for the question of the week, which is brought to you by Duran Cigars. And the voting is just underneath the Duran advertisement on the CigarAuthority.com. And when the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars, the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba. And next week, we're going to ask best cigar smoking TV person. Okay. Oh, easy on that one. That one's easy. Well, you got Colombo, you uh, got Oscar what... Madison. Ah, all right. Still going. Archie, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. You have to put Archie Bunker in there. Yeah, you got uh, Gomez Adams from the Adams Family. Yeah. All right. I didn't know a lot he of choices. Cigars. Oh, he did. <laughs> he did. Alfred Chitchcock. Sure. Did he smoke cigars on the show? Yeah. yeah. Really? Alfred and Chitchcock even show. Fred Flintstone smoked a cigar on the Flintstones. Ooh. That, That's nowadays. Like, oh, forget, it. forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Not even the family guy can get away with that, I don't no. think. Oh, I think the family guy's done it before. He's the guy that actually has butter on his pup tot. 
Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Have you ever done it? You know you're going to try it when you get home. You got pop tarts at home? I don't have pop tarts. Really? Of course you don't. I'm not a Pop-Tart guy. You have Pop-Tarts in case there's ever some apocalypse happens and there's a shutdown. I'm they sure, last a long time. Yeah, I'm sure that your Pop-Tarts last a long time. They if don't, you have they butter they, and Pop-Tarts. They, they would last a long time sealed if I didn't eat them. But you no, eat that's them. the idea, but they, yeah, they don't last. You ever notice they come two in an aluminum pack? Yes, I have. You crack open the pack. You can't just eat one. You can't no. put one back. It doesn't no, have a reseal. No. Right. It's you got to have them both. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if it says on there that a serving size is one. Because yes, obviously it, it does. does. <laughs> because obviously it's two. They make it so you have to eat both. But there's two You pack- don't have they- to eat both. Listen. You could share the other no. Pop-Tart. There's two packs of two, and you have to eat four, yeah. actually, so that you can get rid of the cardboard <laughs> box and make room for more. That, do, you, the, do, yeah. you, do you toast them, or do you, uh, do you eat them raw? I've done both. Yeah. But I prefer them raw. Really? Yeah. Oh, I prefer them toasted. Oh, not yeah, raw. Yeah, They're no, cooked. No, no, because the liquid inside is like nice and soft and juicy and mm. burns your tongue when you toast them. You gotta wait a few minutes. Now, do you prefer frosted or non-frosted? Non-frosted. No, non. Well, he's putting butter on his, so yeah. you don't want to okay. put butter on top of the frosting. What John? Oh, you like do you? Oh, what do you? Can we? Can we talk about not something not that I'm into? With with dancing butter. with men? Salad? Yeah, speak, let's talk about dancing with men. You've been off this week. I have been off this <laughs> week. And you came for your triumphal return because you spent one entire week dancing with men. It was three days, but whatever. Who's if counting? he was an Indian, that would be his Indian's name. Dancing with Dances men. With Absolutely. Men. Dances with men. Uh, you are a uh, dancer, professional dancer, and part of your professional dancing is you've got to play both roles. Play I noticed roles. that you put living legend in Avo's description up here, so he gets to join me. As living, a living legend. Living legend of dance. Correct. Mr. Jonathan. Not of swing, of all dance. Of all dance. And what did you dance? Swing dancing? Yeah, all, all swing. All, all week. All week. You all done? You get it out of your system? Oh, hell no. No, you love it. Scratch the itch, but this, it's like a heroin thing. You always go back for more. Oh, my goodness. So when I, when I first met Mr. Jonathan, and he would tell me that he would do these swing parties, I would think like... Keys in a bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Partner he was swapping. like a swinger. Like a, oh, oh. Yeah. So it was years later that I finally figured out, adding one and one together, that no, he's dance swinging, yeah. not oh, he's swinging. a swinger, like yes, like twice swapping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ah. But I'm not 100 percent sold on that yet, though. <laughs> the verdict's still out. Yeah, he could be a dual swinger. Exactly. He's but just saying that he's going dancing, but that is means he? that means wink, wink. <laughs> right. That he had a hotel all by himself. Yep. This Mr. Not, Jonathan bashing brought to you by Avo XO. His wife's not there. Just, I mean, there's a lot of clues that would lead you to believe well, otherwise. Connect the all dots, basically. Connect the dots, and we have something there. Can we, we should, talk about Chuck's back. cutting boards? Wait, yes. yes. Quickly, <laughs> I'm going do back. that. Quickly, I'm going back to pop tarts. Yep. The chat room saying that when you toast a frosted pop tart, to put the butter on the bottom, you could. Yeah. Because there's no frost. Because it's flatter. It's a flatter surface. Well, and I would imagine that the bread quality of the pop tart would absorb the butter. See, you so guys what? have me talking no, about it, it now. It does <laughs> absorb like like the um, English muffin with the with the holes in with it. With the nooks and crannies. Nooks and crannies. That's yeah. what happens to the pop tart when you butter it. It's really good. Oh my god! It's so freaking good. We'll talk about this later. But <laughs> what you could do is actually <laughs> there you go cut the English muffin on your 
Wicked Cuisine three-piece cutting board set that's available at Amazon.com. Because one piece isn't enough. What if you have to cut multiple things? You're cutting chicken. Correct. You're cutting vegetables. And maybe you're slicing pasta as well because you make fresh pasta. Wow. You need three options and you need three sizes for your cutting board. You do not want to cross-contaminate when you're cutting chicken. That's true. And then you're doing it. You don't want to do it. And the answer would be to have three cutting boards or at least two. But here's three anyway for the price of two. There you go. So if somebody wants us, Chuck, you own this company, Wicked Cuisine. You've got a nice color code going on here, the orange and white. It's wicked. It's a little, um, little Halloween-ish type of thing, right? Sure, That's sure, sure. You're going. Yep. And it's very Boston, the word wicked. And it matches perfectly with the baking sheets. That you can, I ta- have. can I tell you about available. the baking sheets? Still available, yes, sir. So I, I used my baking sheets probably in an unconventional way. I had a pan. Yeah. I put the baking sheet as a liner on Absolutely. the pan. Absolutely, that's correct. And I put my bacon on it to nice. bake the bacon, okay. and I put it in the oven. Yep. Unbelievable. It's nice. Never needed to turn the bacon. It just fried up, got extra crispy all by itself. Very good. Awesome, dude. Very yeah. good. That's what it's about. And the cleanup. I mean, if you were to do that without a baking sheet, for Oh, it example, sticks to the – and I get non-stick pants, The cleanup, pants, you'd have to soak it in the, the sink for hours. It wipes right off. Oh, yep. Yep. Stays liquefied. Just pour The bacon out. never solidified, by the way. Nice. The bacon grease. Uh, you know, I left it on the stove for a couple of hours because I like to scrape the bacon grease off and use that for stuff later. And it stayed liquid. I feel like awesome. the show just got the good housekeeping seal of approval. Are we good? Yeah. Thanks, Chuck, Dave, for the how, plug. Does, how does somebody do that? They just go yeah. on Amazon? Yeah, they can go to Amazon. They can go to wickedcuisine.com. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate the plug, buddy. All right, good. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, I got a, I got a letter uh, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, this one wasn't a, a question about cigars or a rude comment about Mr. Jonathan. It was a cease and desist letter from the attorneys of Alec Bradley Cigars. I'm going to tell you all about that when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. 
five bucks and a comfortable chair genius meet the perfect cigar to share with friends brick house by jc newman handmade in nicaragua with a fine havana subido wrapper brick house starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth nothing stands the test of a good time like a brick house for more visit brickhousecigars.com You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that, deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited, just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsor's deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. This is Hank Kellner and my son. Plus Peter Kellner, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigars Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast just one week away from six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. I'll give you some nonsense. Lawsuits and litigations happening all the time in the cigar industry, um, but this time happened to us on our podcast. It never happened before till now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Before I get into that, I'll just mention quickly the sponsor's deal. You see it on the Cigar Authority um, on the right-hand side of um, the Cigar Authority page. This week, Barry, it's Indian Motorcycles that's going on? That's the one that's going on now, and it will end Monday at 12 o'clock. You're going to get six Indian Motorcycles, three Natural, three Maduro. For thirty nine ninety nine, and that includes shipping. So Monday it changes. Monday it'll change at twelve. Okay, what's it going to be? It's going to be Camacho. Nice. You're going to have four original Room One Hundred Ones. You're going to get one Ditka Throwback. You're going to get a Camacho Corojo, and you're going to get a Camacho Triple Maduro. So what? Sixty bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine. Oh my free god! Shipping. All right. So the idea of the the sponsors deal is. Help us, help our sponsors that sponsor the show so we can put this show on. So we put something together, a little something in limited amounts that we do for you to try the different cigars that they do, and we're helping them because they help us, and that's what makes the world go around, right? I wish that's the way it was in the cigar industry with everybody, but we're trying to make it that way because we want to be debonair. Is that right? Absolutely. A quick footnote. There's very limited qualities of this Camacho pack. So when it goes on Monday... Act quick, because they might not last the whole week. Yeah, for that kind of price, I would imagine it's going to go. So there's only a little bit, but um, there it is to just give a little push to our sponsors who help give a little push to us. Sounds like a win. 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 To me. Here we go. So uh, good setup, Chuck. Thank good you. setup. There we go. So uh, I get a letter in the mail. Uh, apparently, this must have happened on Saturday. Um, and then uh, it was at the natural location, and I don't know till Sunday that I find out. But first off, we'll start with priority mail. So that's how the, it comes in, as a priority envelope, uh, to the Cigar Authority. And um, the first negative thing I'll say is right over here. Postage due. This is how it starts oh. off. It cost me actually 70 cents to, to receive it. Oh, God. So I'm, I'm losing right off the bat. <laughs> so there's a negative thing, a feel for it right off the bat. So uh, I open it up, and I'm like, 
you know, what the heck is this from? Nobody sends uh, the Cigar Authority anything except emails and usually negative against Mr. Jonathan, which is correct. <laughs> the bell is not <laughs> necessary. <laughs> um, so it was dated March 16th, and it is to the Cigar Authority from uh, Fairmount Holdings, uh, cease and desist infringement letter. So we infringed upon something is, what, is how I read it. Must be gay rights activists. It is not. But uh, dear Mr. Garofalo, the office representing Fairmount Holdings, register uh, common law trademark of Prinsado. Prince. And Fairmount Holdings is Alaparently. Just oh, so people oh, I know. didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Just so people know. Um, so they have the trademark of Prinsado uh, since early May 2009. We carry the brand. I know Alec Bradley Prinsado. What, what does this have to do with me? Uh, the Cigar Authority is offering um, marketing and bearing the name Prinsado on the Internet and on social media. So apparently Barry did a review of a cigar that used that word. Uh, Fairmount objects to the Cigar Authority's use of the word. All we did was copy what it is. Fairmount hereby demands that the Cigar Authority... I hate that, demanding me yeah, anything. Yeah, that's not the that's way the to turn off. Yeah. Uh, Call the, you on your cell phone and say, hey, could you do this for me? Here's the way to go. Immediate cease and desist of advertising in-store or on the Internet, social media or otherwise. Um, ceasing and desisting. Uh, fee amount um, with a sworn affidavit confirming that the Cigar Authority has complied with these demands. Uh, sworn affidavit detailing the names, addresses, and telephone numbers of individuals to whom the Cigar Authority is displaying this trademark, blah, 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 blah. So what the heck does this have to do with us of what we're doing? But they have Exhibit A, and Exhibit A is the Cigar Authority website where Barry, so this should have went to Barry. If you're going to cease and desist anybody. But cease and desist him. But the, what they did, they're following the money? What's going on here? I don't know what's going on, but the cease and desist is that Barry did a cigar review of Aroa Classic Prinsado 4x48. This was the cigar that Cigar Journal named the Cigar of the Year. Correct. So one would think that Cigar Journal might have gotten the same letter? No, I know where the person to go to is to Christian Aroa. Exactly. Mm. Who is the? And that's exactly what I thought. Well, they give me ten days to respond to this, or else heads are going to roll. Or basically, um, in the event that the Sky Authority fails within ten days of this receipt to notify the offices, blah blah blah. So there was no way I was going to notify anybody, and I was going to just play it up and see where this goes anyway. But I got to give credit where credit is due. On Monday, Alan Rubin from Alec Bradley called up and said. First off, my complete apologies. You should have never got that. And I said, I did nothing wrong. We did a review of something that says something on the box of cigars that says that. What else are we going to call it? Prensado means pressed. The reason, this is Aroas. He has the regular round Aroas. And then he has the box pressed Aroas. Where, and I've known Christian for a long time. He is a Honduran that speaks Spanish. That's his first language. All his brands are all Cuban saying whatever they are in Cuban, in, in Spanish, I'm sorry. Always has been. And instead of him calling it the Aroa box pressed, he calls it the Aroa Prensado mm-hmm. because that's what he does anyway. It means pressed. Apparently, he's, they have an issue with that where they have the trademark to it. I'm surprised they got the trademark, but they sent a copy of the trademark. They do have it, so they have a leg to stand mm-hmm. on. 
But the, the way to go uh, in all this is the phone call, mm-hmm. the easiest way to do it. Not the email, and this, this is a um, uh, debonair type thing, right? Absolutely. Not the email, not the legal letter, the phone call. Well, obviously it would have f- saved them legal fees, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. First choice would be to go face-to-face with somebody, but obviously yeah. be, if you're in two different countries, you can't pull that off, so then you've got to go with the phone call. Yeah. Uh, and from my understanding, after, um, and, I, and I called Christian on this, and I said, uh, you know, I just want you to know I got this, and maybe a heads up or something, and he didn't know I got it, but he heard that he has a problem with it. So maybe there was a discussion to it. Maybe there wasn't. I don't know. Um, but all I know is uh, leave me out of it. I got enough. I got to listen. Right now, I'm fighting with American Airlines. I'm fighting with American Express. I got a smoking issue at Two Guys Smoke Shop where they don't want us to smoke in the cigar store. I don't. I don't need uh, his problems. You know? Uncle, right? Jesus. <laughs> but that's. Uh, so how, did is. you guys have to pull down the uh, said review? Or? I did, we, we took the word Prezzato away immediately yeah. anyway. I said, listen, we'll change the word, Barry. Can you go on there and make that change? To, so it, instead of it saying Prezzato, it yeah. says box press. box press, which means the same thing, whatever. I, never, I didn't know what Prezzato meant until we're going through, you know, I don't sure. know Spanish, so whatever. Wow. Whatever. Uh, I, I just got buttered flavored pop tarts. Of course you cigar. did. <laughs> of course. Do you ever put butter on a pop tart? No, but now I want it. It's so freaking good. Ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Who's gonna milk this for all it's worth, huh? If you haven't, then I think you should. Pop tart with butter. Absolutely. It's what it is. We got 500 people smoking it. You know you're doing it, and you know you're going to the store and buy a pop tart and put some. Please tell on. me at least we're getting some sort of check from the Kellogg's company. Not They're yet. Not yet. I'm looking Post. for advertisers that have nothing to do with cigars, and <laughs> and I would think Hostess should be all over us. Stephen right? would know. Who owns Pop Tarts? Is that is it Kellogg's? All right, Kellogg's Pop Tarts. Yes. All right. They should be sending us something, at least Pop Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lando Lakes <laughs> should send us some butter, and then we're all set. There we go. So. Uh, that is that. So, um, you know, and I planned on stirring up the, the stuff a little bit, uh, not on that, but I wrote a, um, and it's been a while, I did a little editorial this week, a little short and sweet Yep, which is editorial. always well-received. Well-received. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I got some emails here. <laughs> Negative on this? Uh, not, not everything is positive. Really? Okay. So uh, a while back I wrote an editorial um, about It Looks Familiar that I showed cigar brands that look like other cigar brands. This is something that usually happens at the trade show every year. I walk around, and I think I see Brand X, and I go over, and, it, and it's just a complete blatant ripoff of Brand X. Uh, so I asked the question, if you ever looked at something you never saw before and thought, wow, that looks very familiar, uh, I gave good examples of it, and um, hoping that this thing would possibly slow down these people to do these blatant ripoffs. I mean, you... Get a little. Uh, everybody gets a little juiced up when they see something and maybe take their spin on it. But uh, this blatancy is crazy. And then all of a sudden, uh, I saw Exhibit A, and Exhibit A was from General Cigar, who makes, who owns now Tarano Cigars. Tarano was their own company, and they sold out to General. Uh, I don't think they did much with the brand <coughs> in the last year or so. Two years, maybe closer to two years. Closer to two years. Sure. Nothing well, has been going on. So they are re- relaunching this thing, and um, I looked at it, and I swear to God, I looked at it, and I said, oh, it's a new Camacho. 
because it looks exactly like Camacho. When I tell you the big band with the sidewoods lettering and the silver, wow. with even the shape of the band, the boxes with the different colors that are on it. Lacquered. Oh, my God. Wow. Tarano actually ripped me off once. Really? Yeah, the original launch of the Kilo, we had the gold brick-shaped boxes. Put them all over social media. We showed them being made in the factory. We showed them arriving in Miami Cigar when I worked for Miami Cigar. Two weeks after that, Tarano comes out with a box in a gold-shaped brick. They couldn't have done it that fast, though. It was coincidental. Yeah, Charlie Tarano was like, it's just a limited thing. I promise I'll never do it again. He was a total gentleman, and he did it by phone call. There we there go. We go. And there was, we go. You know what? No problem. Go right ahead. I, I, I went through it, too, that, you know, things that I had trademarked, somebody else didn't, somebody call them up. Oh, geez, I got this. Well, just run them through or whatever you got to do. I mean, uh, yeah. it was uh, – but General Cigar, um, I had problems, if you remember, with the United brand. Yeah. But they did reunited, um, and they teamed up with Creo. Um, I, and he was cool enough to say, you're right. Oh, my God, I knew it well. Uh, I didn't put two and two together. Um, and I said, just, you know – Stop doing it. Then I got a letter from General Cigar's lawyers saying, we're not going to stop doing it. Let's go to court. I don't want to go to court. So I'm going to keep doing it, and you're, you're going to keep doing it. They didn't keep doing it, but the big guy can push their weight around, you yeah. know, and, and do the legal battle and end up winning. But it's going to cost hundreds of thousands on both ends, so Christian is just going to say, box-pressed, and save a couple hundred thousand dollars. If he, I believe if he ended up fighting this battle, he could possibly win it because it's kind of a generic term, although in their package they showed me that they do have the trademark to it. But I've been to trademark law. I owned a trademark, and I lost in court over a trademark because it's perception. It's, trademark law is very different than every other law. It's trademark is what is the perception of the public. Do you think somebody was buying a Aroa Prinsado and thinking, oh, my God, this was the Alec Bradley Prinsado. No. I messed up. It's 4 by 44 I don't think so. You know, the other one was a big Churchill and torpedo. So perception would be what? I mean, how would the argument work that perception would be that they thought they were buying? Right. Are you trying to fool the public? Okay. That's what trademark is all about. If somebody came out with a record player that was green with the same record lid as the Avo, the argument could be, even if it was a different brand, yeah. they're trying to fool the public into believing this is a limited edition Avo called something else. And, and that's, that's the, the legal battle. In the case of the Tarano, it looks like the Camacho box, and they're riding the coattails of the success yeah. of Camacho. And I, just, I believe it would fool the public because sure. it fooled me. And I kind of know what's going on in this business. And I looked at it, and I, I'm like, it's, it's definitely a you Camacho. You have to read really close to how realize do, it's not Camacho. How do you lose, Dave, <laughs> if you own the trademark, a lawsuit? I don't because know. the perception to the public is different. Okay. That, that um, they are not stealing. They're not trying to make you believe okay. in something They're else. They're not trying to copy you necessarily. Right. So, yeah, tr people look at trademark as, as, um, as copy, but it's, trying, it's really protection of the public, trying to fool the public. You make something look like something else and fool them to buy yours instead. They did all the marketing promotion. Let's assume you made a sneaker and instead of the Nike Swish, the Swish went the other way. Right. And you just look at it and say, oh, this is obviously a Nike or something. No, you're trying to fool the people and they're going to buy the wrong one. And you made the sale and they spent billions of dollars promoting that Swish the other way around and you're fooling them, for instance. Great example. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you do learn something on the show. Yeah, very little. Yeah. But. <laughs> Dribs and drabs. Very little. You've got to pick and choose where these uh, little things end up happening. 
But um, that that is basically uh, where that comes down to of um, that they're doing it. Oh, also, I made another example of um, even packaging. We were talking about packaging. Warp Cigars a couple of years ago came out with a jar, and uh, it had a certain shape to it, pretty cool-looking black jar with a red stripe on it. When I was in Cuba, I look at it, and there is the exact same jar. I thought it was, I'm like, what would Warp Cigars be here? But it was a Podigas jar made from years ago. Nelson Alfonso actually made it. And it turns out his jaw was totally ripped off wow. to this warp cigar jaw. And I go, oh, my God, I take a quick picture. Now, there is a nice man who goes from zero to angry when someone does that. I've never seen him. He, I mean, he gets flustered when someone rips off one of his ideas. Well, you've got to imagine anyone that rips off Cuban cigar brands, the look and feel of what it is, is really ripping him off because he's the designer of it. They end up ripping him off, and he ends up coming to the United States and seeing, wow, he's been ripped off for years. You know, since 99, he's been doing it. So all these things that are out there is all his for the past 17 years. And he says, oh, my God, that looks like this. This looks like that. This looks like... doesn't even realize this is going on in this country. So, um, and, that, and what are the reasons why they make a cigar look that way? To try to fool the public, right? Absolutely. Save a little money on marketing because it's already been marketed. Yeah, it's got a look to it. So shady. Yeah. So shady. So it happens in everything. It happens in everything. Uh, people have tried to rip off the pup tart. I remember there was some other little um, toaster treats or something that were rip off. It's nowhere close to what a pup tart is. You gotta be. You're not you, a toaster you, strudel guy with the the icing that you put on after it's already no, hot and no. it melts on. See, my thought is if you're gonna try to imitate, which is the worst thing you could possibly do, it's right? The most sincere form of flattery. It really it is. Ugh. It, it was Mark baloney. Cuban that says there's <laughs> imitators, innovators, and idiots, or something like that, yeah. right? But but. If you're going to try to imitate the Pop-Tart, don't just do a rectangle-shaped Pop-Tart. Like, maybe make it a circle or a triangle. Turn it into a or pizza square. Right. like Elio's did. Now, there's Be a Pop-Tart ripoff that I original as get much behind. as you can. You remember Butoni pizza, the little round pizza pockets that would go in the toaster? No. Tony? Butoni. Butoni? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. You mentioned Elio's, and now I'm thinking of Butoni pizza. Yeah. Do you remember Piggy's pizza? You had to live up this way for Piggy's pizza. Anything? No. None of yours? Every bar, every bar in the in the state of Massachusetts had Piggy's Pizza. Cool. What happened to them? Um, the husband and wife divorced. It's how do I know this? The husband <laughs> and wife divorced, <laughs> and she ended up with it, and then tried to keep it around for a while, and then it just faded away. Because uh, it's some of the only things you care about. It's pizza. I care about pizza. That was good bar pizza. All right, so I got three mailbags here that kind of all go together. It looks like we got time to bang them out. All right, we got plenty of time. All right, so Damien writes uh, through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, you really beat a dead horse today with the smoking fine. I listened to the show for the laughter and the cigar insights. Sorry, buddy. Living in Washington, smoking isn't allowed in cigar shops, so I can sympathize with you. However, there is so much more money in the anti-smoking movement that I've grown numb, and I really don't want to hear it. Didn't you give Barry a hard time about reporting on bad news? So, uh, you, so I'm beating the dead horse, and you're writing to me about, about the same subject, which you know is going to turn into i got to discuss this now. So go ahead. That segment is two to three minutes, and today you went on for 24 minutes. He timed it. Uh, practice what you preach, How about says How about 31 years in the cigar business? I run three retail operations. They want smoking to stop in the store immediately. Right. And um, we hit, we're doing a show from that same place, 
and was smoking right now. So just admit it. The show is part therapy for you. You had to talk about <laughs> it. Just admit it. It's my show. I'll do what I want. <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> I got an issue with this, guys. Major issue. Like, you just don't lay over like that. Maybe, maybe that's the difference between D.C. and New Hampshire, but this is a major issue. Again, this, this could stem out to different areas yeah, of our let's, rights. Let's say you have a business and someone illegally comes into your shop waving a, a mechanism that you don't know what exactly. it is. Plus, it's and a cigar slaps show, you with a and fine. we're talking about cigars, no smoking law. <laughs> Yeah, it's not have, like we spent 24 it, minutes on how to light a cigar properly, which is <laughs> vital to your smoking enjoyment. They had a major problem with that. Major it was too problem. long. It was too long. Whatever. <laughs> I, I spent weeks doing the research on we, that. We I do, had to deliver we it do, all. We do cigar school, and you do it in four minutes, and, and you don't give anybody a chance to light it, and then you do 24 <laughs> minutes on uh, over the radio where people are listening and can't even see it. But just saying. Okay. You ever have butter on a Pop-Tart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also submitted so through the good. Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Bo writes, Hi, guys. I wanted to say Corey, who wrote in last week and said shut up and pay the fine, is an idiot Uh-oh. and should be banned from listening to the show. You're banned. That's it, Corey. You can't listen anymore, says Bo. Uh, I wanted to say that I support Dave's, in quotes, freaking war on our rights to smoke 100%. Please let your listeners and customers, which I am, know what we can do to help. Cigars are better than therapy, which Dave uses the show for therapy and cigars for therapy. He's double dipping. Uh, in fact, it relaxes me to the point where I was able to write my dissertation while enjoying cigars on my patio in the dead of winter or at your shop in Nashua, where Old Fart Freddy, the best retail tobacco manager in the business, works. <laughs> Those are his words, not mine. Here we go. Uh, so I thank it. you for providing that relaxation for me to finish the grueling process. I support you 100%. Bo. Yeah. Since that's our friend Bo, I have to ask. Did he use a lot of exclamation points in that letter? It was, he, it was riddled with punctuation. <laughs> yes. His note was he riddled. He gets emotional. Bo has never met an exclamation point that he does not like. He means what he says and says what he means. So there were some capital letters in there, too. Just And you know what? This is fucking war. It is. It's war. And the reason is that we have to fight. We have to talk about it. We have to say it. Or else we just roll over and die. Yep. So we will fight and we will win. We will fight go, and we will win. Go fight, or we will win. stop talking about it and lose. So we will fight and we will win. All right. Uh, this was a comment posted on the CigarAuthority.com under the article So Obvious, which you just uh, alluded to. Yep. Uh, Granite King writes, The cigar industry lacks originality. It is very obvious when brands take old Cuban names and try to resurrect them. I love these editorials, and while I don't always agree with David, I respect his his right to express his views this time i happen to agree with him we go we get we, we do get a lot of email when we when i write this stuff of my what how i feel how do you how do you argue with how i feel though how do you make an argument of you're wrong how you feel it's not i think you're it's a, wrong it's that somebody else feel feels different. they're right okay maybe yeah you got to get their own show <laughs> well, you can send the email and we'll read it. Often imitated, never duplicated. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thoughts on Avo XO? I've always loved the cigar. Of all the Avos, XO is my favorite of all. You know why? You love hugs and kisses. It's like it butter on a like pop tart. Like butter tart. on a pop tart. <laughs> pop tart with butter. Exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> 
I go back and, and you guys aren't going to any other flavor because you know that I hit the nail on the head. No, it's because we didn't realize you were going to do that, and none of us came with sound bites that we could play 50,000 times and right. get emails about. There we go. Something tells me you're going to be doing this in the near future. Right. Yeah. Which would be copying, and it would be yeah. he'd probably get the thoughts in his mind, smiley face. <laughs> Hashtag shut up, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> smiley face. I go back and forth myself between the classic Avo, which when I'm smoking it is my favorite Avo, and the XO, which when I'm smoking it is my favorite Avo. Mm. I, I like them both probably equally. This is fantastic. All the way down to the end. The burn line is perfect. Yep. The drawer is perfect. In, in the day when, when uh, the cigar boom was going on, this is how people would describe this type of cigar, buttery. You'd always hear that. You don't hear it so often anymore, but buttery, buttery. There's a hint, just a subtle hint of lemongrass. If you had like a lemongrass-infused lemon butter. I don't know what it Chuck, is. Chuck, play my lemongrass-infused butter <laughs> <laughs> right now. Have you ever had lemongrass on them? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of popcorn. Buttered popcorn. Buttered popcorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could have that. Yeah, that's not far off, but lemongrass. You, you got nowhere to go. You, oh, you, got the, you got the buttered Pop-Tart on your mind. It's stuck. It is there. It's obvious. I'm hoping Heidi's listening and buying Pop-Tarts when she's shopping a market basket. If not, you So if you are listening, make sure you get some Pop-Tarts. All right. Bo has, Bo has one more thing to say. All right. <laughs> Heaven help us. Also submitted through the Contact Us page. Uh, sorry for the second mailbag. Congrats <laughs> to Dave's daughter on... Ah. Cum laude, graduating with honors. Cum laude? Yeah, it's cum laude. Whatever. He should write that then. He wrote cum laude. Right. He was uh, on Animal House or something. <laughs> cum laude or something. Uh, the, the way Jonathan is, well, never mind. I uh, understand Dave's annoyance with having to pay for the sash as I will be graduating with my doctorate. He's got to throw that in every time. Uh, I had to pay $680 for the robes I wear at graduation. Congrats to her, though. I'm sure Dave will be proud to pay for that sash bow. Yeah, I'm annoyed about paying for it. The 200000 I already gave them is good. Give me the damn sash at the end. And it's not like it's, it's an earned accomplishment. Right. So you've got to buy your own trophy. You win, you win something, you get a trophy. <laughs> That's it, right. Pay, yeah. Oh, pay for your trophy over here. It's, yeah, the winners of Ashketball this year, we made them buy their own plaque. I tried to do that with the Patriots to get a ring, and it didn't work. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's just some of these things I look at and say, what are they thinking? You know, how dare they say you got to buy the sash? And, and how do you say, listen, I'm not buying you the sash out of principle. <laughs> if it was you, I you would do, do it. it. If it I, was I you, would. If it was say, mine, I'd say I'm not going to get it. Exactly. And they go, you're really not buying the sash? You ended up getting this thing. I'm not paying for my trophy. Absolutely. Give me the trophy or don't give me the trophy. You jerk. You know, and... Uh, they got it. Ma- and, right. And maybe they will stop this ridiculousness of... You know, forty, sixty dollars, whatever the heck it is for this. Even if it was a dollar, it's just right. not. A... Just give it to me, God, earned. But <laughs> this is what they do. It's a. It's I probably gotta... it's probably like maybe a, a policy that they picked up from Amex or something. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Speaking of Amex, the following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Ted writes, "I was outraged by two of your stories. Number one, the Amex American Airlines story was a cluster. Yes, it was." What if you were not in a position to buy more tickets? I was so annoyed that I'm canceling my Amex. Thank you, Ted. I am too. I'm going to end up uh, doing it also. I, I did think of people that couldn't just grab a hotel room, and that's when you yeah. see people sleeping at the airports and stuff like that. They have whole movies about that. Are you Really? Uh, number two, the invasion of your store by state inspectors is just part of taking away your ability to smoke cigars. 
I live in Nevada, and our ability to smoke is becoming increasingly restricted. I travel to California, and there are some golf courses where smoking is prohibited. Smoking! Outdoors! Exclamation point. He takes after Bo. Uh, keep up the good fight. I enjoy your show and listen every week. Ted. I think we have to bring... Uh, I know you don't like hearing the bad stuff, but you've got you to hear it. That, that this is the war against us. This is the, against us smokers. Even if you're not a smoker, again, you're not listening to the show if, you, if you're not probably, but whatever you like. You like soda? Listen, I, I, stand, if I, were, I stand for you. If I went to a golf course and they said, sorry, sir, you have to put that out, I would immediately demand a refund and I'd be leaving the golf course. Yeah. I'm going to vote with my wallet. Something you can't do with the sash, but... Yeah, I've done it at a casino before. They said, there's no smoking here. I said, okay, grab my stuff and walk out. Sir, sir, what? <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> somebody's going to take my money, and I'm pretty bad at gambling, so somebody's going to take my money. You All want it. it. I'm, I'm awful. He's not but even good at slot it. machines. This is the same guy, and this I don't think was said on air, and I don't mind saying it on air, Dave, because it's hilarious. You refuse a warning from a police officer if you get pulled over. Yes. Yeah. If I'm not guilty... Right. I'm giving you a warning. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> warning for what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> <laughs> I give you a warning. You don't want to screw with me because we're going to go all the way to the Supreme Court if I can with that warning. <laughs> Crazy. It's the way it is. Barry, two, two mile for you, right? I'm actually digging it. My really? favorite regular AVO line prior to the Synchro was the Domain. But now I'm rethinking that it might be the XO. They lot, just don't a, lot, make, a lot of flavor. They don't make a bad cigar at Tabadon. They yeah, don't. They do. Everything coming out of there is good. All right. Let's go to break, Chuck. All right, buddy. Okay, when we come back, what's up in the cigar world? Lots. Barry has a scoop on that. Things are changing in Cuba. After 90 years, our president went there, uh, and things are beginning to change fast. We reported some of that on the Cigar Authority yesterday to a onslaught of uh, happy people and disgruntled, yes. disgruntled people in this industry. Where are we heading and when? When can we light up a legal cigar? We're going to get into that. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be smoking your Avo XO, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation. 
the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Rafael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Rafael's three most important passions in life. Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. A day doesn't go by where somebody doesn't ask me, when do you think you'll be selling Cuban cigars? Well, it could be sooner than some might think. We're going to light one up and give you our thoughts. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location 
and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. Okay, so uh, I just came back from Cuba a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and uh, I went to the Havana Festival where they passed out cigars uh, before, during, and after. Lots of different cigars that went out, and uh, I have two of them here. I have the Hoya de Monterey Reserva 2016 in the Romeo and Juliet Wide Churchill Tubo. I have two of each because I took my mother with me, so we got one of each. I got two of each of this. These are two that I did not smoke while I was there. Um, which one do you want? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll smoke one of the Churchills, the Wide Churchill. Wide Churchills, the Romeo and Juliet Wide Churchill. Barry Stein? I'll do one of the Hoyas. One of the Hoyas. The packaging on the Hoya is so beautiful. It's a two-pack, and it's a box, and you open the beautiful box, and then we have a, um, felt, felt wrapping around, and then crushed a beautiful, beautiful box velvet. after that. And there's two there. Chuck, is that what you want to? That is. All right. So there's the uh, beautiful packaging. Beautiful, beautiful. I appreciate that. That is our that is our uh, friend Nelson Alfonso on uh, on the packaging. He did that as well. Yes. Does he do everything? Literally? Not everything, but he does all the all the good looking ones. <coughs> the Wide Churchill, the Romeo and Juliet Wide Churchill, is a uh, is is kind of a thick. I don't know why it would be called Churchill because it's not. <coughs> it's almost like a, a robusto extra. Yeah, it's kind of thick, but it's in a, a two. Well, the 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 whole Churchill craze uh, on smaller cigars. Uh, you also see the BG Meyer uh, slackers is a short Churchill. So using that word Churchill interchangeably with different sizes as an add-on is becoming more and more common. Yeah. So I would be a short big man? Yeah, you'd be, you'd be a short Churchill. <laughs> yeah. so, so David Jonathan, the cigar that you're smoking, the Romeo Julieta Y. Churchill, was launched at the 2010 Habanos Festival in Habana, Cuba. The Romeo and Juliet Y. Churchill measures 5.1 inches by 55, and it retails for about 19 pounds, which is approximately 27 Wow, US I, I knew the tubo added weight, but I didn't realize it would add that much. Wow. What's that equal? How much? 27 U.S. dollars. Wow. Smell the wrapper on this. It smells like marshmallow fluff. And cue the sound of... Oh, you don't have one. <laughs> yeah, and Chuck, you and I have spoken the uh, Hoya de Monterey Reserva 2016 which has not yet been released. It measures 124 millimeters by 50, which translates to five inches in length. There we go. The Robusto features tobacco that's allegedly aged for three years, which is the standard for the Reserva line. Why do you say allegedly? (laughs) Okay. Just wondering. I I don't know. Okay. I'll shut up. (laughs) It is limited to 5,000 numbered boxes, and the tobacco is said to come from the Pinar del Rio region. And Hoya de Monterey is one of the oldest Cuban brands dating back to 1865. And I guess I say allegedly or saying from Pinar del Rio, I do not consider myself an expert on Cuban cigars, so I can only go by what's written online. Now, you say 5,000 boxes, not of two. No. This is just a sample, right? 20, correct. Okay. Uh, Yeah, 5,000 boxes of 20. Okay. Do, Do you know if the packaging comes like this in beautiful boxes like that? That I do not know. Yeah. Boy, that's nice. Mm. I think I want to keep the empty box on that one. I'm starting a little box collection. After all these years, all of a sudden I'm into some of these packaging. Before we cut, uh, we're going to have a little dedication 
uh, right now. Unfortunately, we lost a brother of the leaf, Keith Warman, a listener of the show. Uh, so I would like to dedicate this cutting and lighting and smoking of our cigar to Keith. Uh, we found out from his friend, Vic. So, sorry yeah, listener you. of the show, sorry. Uh, sudden loss. Sudden loss of a listener. That brings us down to six. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Six people here. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got some big numbers. Next week is the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer, the uh, Cigar Authority's sixth anniversary, and um, we're going to give you some stats. It's unbelievable mm. the amount of people that listen to this show after six years. I'm certainly a non-believer. It is. It's too good to be true. It is unbelievable. It really is. I'm, I'm touched and uh, on it. Thank you uh, for continuing to listen to this. But uh, right now, let's uh, cut our cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I like my cutter, by the way. Mm-hmm. It matches perfectly with the lighter we're using. This is the Lotus Jaws with the serrated end that cuts it so oh so nice. But the uh, lighter... The lighter is the Vertigo Glock. It's a triple jet, double action lighter. Uh, it comes in a clear body or a smoky charcoal body there. You can see through both of them to tell what uh, your level of fuel is. Retails for fourteen ninety nine. Big uh, adjustable wheel. Big. Big wheel in the yeah. bottom. Big tank. And uh, we refer to this jokingly as the poor man's flat flame in the shop. Because they have a... Because uh, the... Before you light it, give a little taste of this. Fruity pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste my time. Here we go. Fruity pebbles. <laughs> At the bottom of the box of Fruity Pebbles, with all the little pieces the dust. left, the dust is left. Don't inhale when you're <laughs> dumping that in your mouth because, whew, it's You know when you get uh, fried dough and there's the powdered sugar on top of it, and you, you take a bite and you inhale? Uh, you choke yourself out. Yeah, this obviously is not part of the care package, but that is... Uh, really, why is that? Yeah. Maybe, maybe next year we'll be able to send out, you know, Vuegos or whatever you pronounce yeah. that brand with the V. Yes. Viaguero, Viaguero, I don't know. Spanish words. Maybe they should start coming out with brands that are in English. Huh? When the embargo lifts. It's not a bad idea. Okay. So, yeah, yeah lit. Um, so, that takes us to uh, the Obama visit. Uh, you all saw it, right? This is history after some crazy amount, like 90 years or something. It's only been the embargo for 55, but the last time uh, it was like. A sitting president visited Cuba? Yeah, it was like, was it 78 years or something? It was way longer than the 55 years of the embargo. So uh, something's been going on for even before that, apparently. But uh, Obama gets there. It's pouring rain out. Uh, he meets uh, all the dignitaries with the, with the exclusion of the president, who wasn't there. Some people were annoyed by it. Uh, my feeling on that actually was this is a big thing that the president is going to Cuba, and this becomes a big, big thing that happens. And now, even a bigger thing, 
is they're together. Right. So it turned into multiple things, I thought. But um, some people were, you know, said, no, he should have been there at the airport, too. Right. It's been an How many photo ops can you really pose for at that point? So well, it's pouring rain out, too, you know. Exactly. It's like, w- w- wouldn't have made the best picture anyway, but um, it, it didn't happen that way. Um, boy, emotions were going, uh, especially in, in South Florida, mo- emotions were high uh, of annoyed by it. I think it's a step forward, to be honest with you, of um, 55 years of a failing embargo. I say failing because um, it's still the same way over there. If we were trying to make a change, we failed. It did not change. It stayed the way it is. And I'll tell you from somebody that was there a year ago to a year now, a year ago it didn't look like anything changed from 1958 to then. It was 1958 all over again. This year looked like things changed a lot from one year to the other. Therefore, uh, if this was happening all those 55 years, things would look dramatically different than they look. Things are already starting to change. The attitude is good. Uh, I think the attitude, for the most part, is good in the United States. And from what I saw when I was in Cuba, the attitude was good going forward. So uh, I look at it as, uh, as hopefully a positive thing. We've tried it for 55 years. It failed. Um, it's time. As the United States, let's give it a shot. We can always go back and say, okay, we're, we're going to not trade with you anymore. But things are moving fast. Um, not only was the president there, and then they go to the baseball game, and I could have done without the wave, and I could have done without different things there too. But it was, um, you know, here they are. We won, right? The uh, Tampa won the baseball game. Yep, 4-1, to one, I yep. think it was. Cool. Um, and... Um, now we'll see um, as changes are going to happen at that point. I think that one of the most positive things about Donald Trump running Love Him or Hate Him is the entertainment factor that he's now brought to everything that has to do with anything that's televised. So something like The Wave, you know, being involved in The Wave brings an entertainment value to the visit. Which is needed because before that it was, you know, you, you're going to watch one of these 24-hour news network things and they're going to drone on and on and on about the same crap. You know, you got a little bit of entertainment yeah. going in. There's I a, like it. There's a chance a bird, if he was there, there was a chance a bird could have landed in his hair thinking it was a nest. Donald Trump. Donald Trump's hair. Yeah, yep. it is a nest. That would have been entertaining. Yeah. I thought for a second that you were you were speaking ill of the sitting president, <laughs> you know which the would have bird, been bad. Yeah. You know the bird landed at Bernie Trump's podium? Did Bernie Trump? Sanders, yeah, I Bernie saw that. Bernie Trump. How do you like that? Oh, my God. It's going to be Bernie Trump Sanders. Bernie anyway, so. I saw that. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, so he's, he's talking. He's on, he's on the podium, and a bird comes, boom, plops right there. Not moving. A robin, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. At least it wasn't a crow. Right. So. I'm I'm from around here, so I'm sure that you guys that are from around here remember Fantini's Scally Bread. You could get it fresh right in the factory in Haverhill, Massachusetts. I don't remember it, but I got you with Scally Bread with the seeds on it. Okay, but this is without the seeds. You toast the bread up and you make a fluff and nutter sandwich. But you got to cut the seeds off. They all come with the seeds. You got to cut the crust off, and that's the flavor. We will cut the crust off, kid. No, my parents were geniuses when it came to the crust. They used to tell us that we couldn't have the heels of the bread. No kid on the planet wants the crust at the end. I do. I do. That's the I do piece. now yeah. because my parents wouldn't let us have it. It would sit in the bag, and the, you can't have it. You can't have it. That's for me. My dad would say it's the best part of the bread, and. We all would fight over it. Wow. And so then uh, at, reverse psychology. Yeah, at a certain point, he said, all right, you guys can have the heels if you want it. Because he didn't like it. 
He doesn't like the heel. Of course. Yeah, it's great. You guys like it, huh? Oh, we love it. Toast talk. it up. Because when you put butter on a toasted heel bread, <laughs> it holds it all and doesn't soak all the way through. So it, it just stays crusty. Mm. So, Chuck, on the cigar that we're smoking, I'm getting rhubarb. He gets a sound effect. I get nothing. <laughs> what is rhubarb? I, I, rhubarb pie? leafy stalk like a celery that grows out. It's very bitter, very tart. I don't know rhubarb. Put rhubarb a little pie. I've put a little sugar on it. I don't think I've ever had rhubarb. Really? Yeah. I'll bring you some. Nah. Yeah, I'm bringing it to you. I don't, I don't like, even like, I don't like the Especially with the sugar. You put the little sugar on it, you'll yeah. like it. Yeah? It's yeah. like a it's combination a, between... Is it a vegetable? Lemon and lime flavor. You like kale? It's a veggie, yeah. Do you like kale? Does anyone like kale? I do. With sausage? Kale with sausage? sausage? Yeah, right. sausage, pepper, some kale. Huh. Good stuff. It's like saying, do you like mustard? Must, yeah, you know, yeah, you use the French fries to shovel the mustard in. That's what, using no. the kale he to. He doesn't use no, ketchup. He's against use, ketchup. No. He puts yeah, mustard on his French fries. Condiments. He's out of his mind. That's crazy. Ketchup is disgusting. So oh. is mayonnaise. I agree with the mayonnaise thing, but you got to be kidding So I'm me. guessing you don't do Russian dressing? No, no creamy dressings whatsoever because there might be mayonnaise in them. Even if there's not, there might be. Right. So when do you think the embargo is going to lift? Now, basically, you, you heard him, if you, if you didn't listen to him, he got, he got up on stage, and he, the first thing he does is call for the end of the embargo. Yeah. He said, Congress, I am calling for the end of the embargo. So he asked for it. Now what, what happens? I'm going to say sometime within the next 226 days, <laughs> because it will happen before the election results are finalized. I disagree. Hey, Congress won't even vote on a justice. No, not. they won't. They're not going to. Right. So Whole they're not going to give him his shining moment of nope. his presidency. Nope. They have to because... They go to a vote. It's not going to go to a vote. No, they have to it's do it. They cannot be... You, Republicans will lose big time if they block this. Go to a vote. They have to go to a vote. Yeah. And I say it's in the next 50 days. 50. 5-0. Close. Real close, I right? Hope so. I hope so. Because he wants this to actually take place. Postage. You know, if you want to mail a letter to Cuba, you can. Huh. They starting May first is a cruise ship leaving from Miami. Miami, four hundred person cruise ship. Yep, you got a hotel opening. Uh, How are they going to keep that ship afloat with all the Cubans coming back on it? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. No, every uh, from what I understand, all the Cubans that wanted to leave has left. I, this is going to be a big fight. I end up fighting with manufacturers and stuff when I even talk about this. So you're thing. saying less than two months. Yeah, that they call for a vote and yeah. say the end of the embargo. I hope so, man. See what happens. I, I, it's never been so close. They're moving these other small little things very, very fast that's mm-hmm. happening. Who saw the postage thing changing? It just happened. Mm-hmm. Boom. Next thing happened. Uh, Starwood Hotels. Boom. It just well, happens. Well, we reported on yesterday. Another, Another step forward, forward or whatever it is. So uh, quickly on that, um, and I want to I take – the um, spotlight away from Barry Stein for a second because he got the blunt of the, of the pain. And I don't know why there should have been any pain. I got a major problem with that, why anybody um, says a negative thing against uh, what I wrote. And I sent you a little thing, and um, what happens is when you actually type it in or do it, it says by Barry, I guess, what, what happened. Right, I'm logged in. I could have logged in under you. but Yeah. Anyway, um, in other words, don't shoot the messenger is what I'm trying to say. 
if, if you got something negative to say, believe me, I can, I can handle it. Say it to me. But, Barry, here's the little – when I tell you small, this is only a couple of sentences long, a, a little thing I reported. Well, first let me say thank you. Yeah. And yesterday we reported that the FDA ruling on cigars frozen for now. The forthcoming Food and Drug Administration deeming regulations on cigars have been put to the side for now, say insiders, as there is a temporary freeze on the FDA ruling as close sources tell the Cigar Authority. The story heard is that decision for the freeze came immediately following President Obama's historic visit to Cuba this past Tuesday. Cigars are one of the largest exported products from Cuba, followed closely behind raw sugar. More on this story and, when it, and what it means to the cigar industry as it happens right here on the Cigar Authority. Okay, so a source, a, a second source, and that's what you, you try to get. You try to get two sources when yes. you report something. Yep. You know, when, when Anybody we, can say anything. When we, get, when we get one source, we usually say rumor. Rumor in the rumor mill, and that could be multiple people talking, but nobody ends up saying this is the person or anything like that. Oh, I'm not going to tell you who it is or something. It's a rumor. Nobody's going to actually step forward of it. Okay, I get it earlier. Uh, Obama leaves on the 22nd. On the 23rd, this is what I hear. And then yesterday was 25th? Mm-hmm. Yes. On the 25th, I hear it for the second time. And I say, okay, here it is. Ba-boom. I put it up. We got 10,000 people looking at this thing. Poor Barry, his phone lights up, mm-hmm. the phone at the store lights up. The same things happen to me at the same time of who is it, who said this or whatever. You, you, I got the, the hat of the um, press press at this point, yeah. and you can't divulge your, your, your people, right? That's can't divulge your sources. Nope. Sources, that's mm-hmm. number one. If the source wanted it divulged, they would... They would have put a press release out. Yeah, or that's whatever it news. is. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to protect the sources of whatever it is. Do I believe it's true? 100%. Or I wouldn't have done it. I believe 100% this is what happened. And if you are in the cigar industry, you should be happy yeah. about this. I don't care if you're worrying about Cuban cigars being coming in. You're, you're a competitor to Cubans. You don't want them in. This ends up helping you as you, the manufacturer. How about these little guys that are trying to uh, keep their business afloat? We're talking about going nine years back and killing everybody that's out there and stuff. This is a major, major possible thing that we have somebody high up, the President of the United States, that says, hold on, let me look at this for one second. Just freeze anything you were ready to do. Hold on for one second. Which is a little bit telling that... It was real close. If he's saying hold. It was ready to happen. There was no doubt about it. It yep. was going to happen f- from then up until May 15th. Mm-hmm. This thing was going to happen. Listen, if we, if we push it back one week, three weeks, five weeks, what I, what I think it gets pushed back is six months. Just a guess. Because I know Congress is getting out on, March, on May 15th. I know they move very, very slow. Uh, any, anything they do uh, that goes through Congress, it doesn't make it for there. And they don't come back until September. Maybe we bought six months and the thing still happens. I think that's the worst that ends up happening. What's the best thing that happened is Obama says, oh, my God, I don't realize when I'm in Cuba that they're going to end up being not compliant of, of these cigars. And mm. if they're not, we're, we're extending the olive branch to them. And now all of a sudden we're saying, oh, by the way. There's no more tree. Yeah, you owe $28 yeah. million. Dollars and we're going to regulate in. your cigar thing. Oh, my God, what are you doing this to us for? We're really not doing it for you. This was our plan what to do. Talk about poor timing. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about perfect timing. Maybe this thing ends up turn, turning into our favor at this point. Too Maybe. many people look at 
obstacles as obstacles mm-hmm. instead of as opportunities. How can we use this to help us yeah. in the cigar industry? That's maybe, what you should be looking at. Maybe it's at. a good thing. And don't, and don't turn it into a, a bad thing and bash in the, um, the, the, you know, we're not saying anything bad about, or I'm not saying anything bad about anything. You know, it's just a simple uh, four lines of what I'm reporting, and that's it. And, and it's actually good. But a lot of a lot of press, a lot of people saying nasty, yep. nasty stuff, questioning the validity of it, attacking yeah. us. Yeah, wasn't fun. Hmm. Yeah, but just, I stand by it. Yeah, not debonair, Dave. Not debonair. Not debonair at all. So while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair and more gentlemanlike. And with that is gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, I'm going to share a real-world experience that happened to me and my family this oh, past boy. Wednesday. We're going to go debonair on that. Go ahead. This All will right. be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go debonair on this. I am going to refrain from naming guilty parties okay. and names, but uh, just do my best to state the facts with a little message at the end to uh, hopefully um, cause change, I guess. This is very interesting. So I'm going to read directly from a Facebook post that I, uh, that I posted kind of reluctantly on, uh, I guess it was Thursday. It says, we, we're still trying to collect our... I'm sorry. We're still trying to catch our collective breath from a scary incident that occurred yesterday with our daughter, Michaela, at her preschool. At approximately 11 a.m., I received a phone call from the Laconia Police Department informing me that Michaela was now in their possession and that she was found safe and sound. Excuse me, what? Apparently, Michaela, four years old, had exited her school unsupervised and was discovered by a young mother a half mile away from the school wandering frightenedly in front of her house on a busy street. According to this saint of a young mother, Michaela, who was without her coat in the rain, was scared, confused, and lost, and began asking for her mommy. This young woman then brought Michaela into her house to provide her with a jacket and went down the street with her to a local deli to see if anyone was looking for a lost child. The owner of said deli said no and immediately called the police. Approximately 10 minutes later, the police arrived at the deli to gather more information, and then after 10 minutes of investigating, brought Michaela back to the police station. According to officers, approximately 15 minutes of being at the police station, it was then that the school finally called to report a missing child. You're talking two hours. She went a half a mile away. It's a long time. A long time. Emotions are running all over the place right now, and it's hard not to think what could have happened. We thank God Michaela is safe and unhurt, and today made the obvious decision to remove her from said school. I'm typically not one to air dirty laundry publicly or here on the Cigar Authority as a debonair segment, but this was an extremely scary incident that could have easily ended very differently. I pray that no one ever has to go through anything like this and ask all you parents to hug your children a little tighter today or tonight. 
you took a debonair uh, because you didn't name names or tell everybody to stop doing business with that school. But maybe that's a mistake. Maybe somebody that doesn't hear this story has their child there and something does happen to mm. them. That's a good point. You know, don't, don't, don't we you did file a, We filed a pl- uh, complaint with the state of New Hampshire Okay, on the school. All right, so they know it happened. They know what happened. You know, and I talked to the police department just to get, gain a sense of timeline. And they did an internal investigation with the school. They saw my daughter walking out on her own accord without supervision at around 10, 12 a.m. The call to the police station to report her missing was around 11.08. So about an hour later is when okay. they finally responded with the call. But according to police, at that point, she had traveled a half mile from the school. This is in a busy downtown and, area. And how come they didn't know all this time that she wasn't there? How many children are there in this class? Well, it's, it's a large school. It's a private Catholic school that has uh, classes from preschool all the way up to fifth grade. And according to the school, they did an internal comb or search of the school. And when they couldn't find her is when they then called the police. And according to the police, that's a flaw that they saw in their tactics. They said as soon as they discovered she was missing, they should have called to at least put a search unit out on the streets, block off the school, do, you know, yeah. take precautionary measures. But, uh, again, Laconia, it, it's a good city for the most part, but it has its share of drug problems, homeless people, oh. uh, sketchiness. And for a four-year-old to be by themselves in downtown – Travel a half mile away on a busy street is just, you know, you think of what could have happened. Yeah. Sure. Now, now, how did she get out there in the first place? What made her take a walk? Again? Yeah, when I asked her about that, you know, because she knows better not to leave without an adult. So when I asked her, you know, why did you leave? Her response was, you know, she was scared. And she just didn't like that school to begin with. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it was out of fear. And what caused that fear, I don't know. Wow. Crazy. But, yeah, so all your parents, you know, I mean... <laughs> Hug your children a little tighter, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, again, we did file a complaint with the state, talking to an attorney. I'm not sure if there's a case or they're not. I'm not one to be vindictive and go after people just from a... It's a happy ending. It's a happy ending, buddy. So... What could have happened, though? Scary stuff, anyway. Yeah. So you are debonair. You're debonair to uh, handle it that way. Uh, Barry, what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. This week, the Avo 90th reached retailers, also known as the Classic Covers Volume 3. The cigar, which we showed earlier in the show... Celebrates Avo Avazian's 90th birthday and does so in style with a box that becomes a keepsake ashtray. The Davidoff box pressed Nicaraguan cigar has arrived as well and is available in two sizes, Robusto and Toro, and it engages the palate in bitter and sweet areas, creating a memorable experience. Look for these at retailers and on twoguyscigars.com. New trademarks, general cigar file for CAO Flathead Steel Horse. And in industry news, if you follow Steve Soccer on social media, you will see that he's been showcasing a sober mesa wrapped in cedar. Well, the Elegante and Cedaros will make its official debut at IPCPR, will measure 7 by 50 and come in 13-count boxes. In 2015, Hirochi Rabanya had a roller coaster of a ride. He started the year with Cucubanacan before moving to La Polina, and now he's being distributed by White Hat Tobacco that is headed up by Spencer Drake, who was once the VP of sales for the aforementioned Cubanacon. 
With distribution back in place, two new lines are scheduled in the coming months with a lower price point. And like Sandstrew and Hourglass, these are the days of our lives. I'll say. What a ride that's been. (laughs) For the second month in a row, Davidoff has announced a new Casano cigar. This time around, it is a Maduro that is expected to be available in April. Viva Republica, which is distributed by Miami Cigar & Company, released Cloak & Dagger this week, which is a Dominican Candela and shipped in Mazos of 20. And we'll end today on some good news, as a proposal to raise the tobacco tax in the state of Nebraska has died in committee, and that's what's up in the cigar industry. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. A little late to the party with that uh, Candela. They released it the day after St. Patrick's Day. Wow. Just missed. Oh, missed it by that much. There we go. And if you've seen a picture of it, it's a Dominican Candela, but it doesn't look green. Oh, really? It looks brown. Either it was a horrible photograph or a Dominican Candela is different than everybody else's Candela. I don't know. I don't know. So we are uh, smoking some Cuban cigars that I got uh, on my last trip there that were given at the festival. Barry, you said the uh, Romeo and Juliet short Churchill, Y Churchill, Churchill, Y Churchill, uh, is from 2010. It was launched at the 2010 Habanos Festival. It was released sometime after that, but okay. it's the first time it was ever seen in public was at that festival. This cigar that I'm smoking has some age. I wonder if this is from past festivals that they gave these different cigars. Uh, the burn know, is beautiful. Yeah, a tight combustion burn, uh, which you typically see in uh, well-aged cigars. Um, a little spice note to it, a little, little bit, little cinnamon, little spices, yep. baker spice type of flavor to it. Uh, nice, nice job. It's it's burning good. It's tasting good. It's the aroma has a little cedar quality to it, as though it were aged in. Uh, oh, it had it had cedar wrapped around uh, it. That's why right. inside the tube, inside the tube, and it, and it picked it up. I yeah. bet you it's been in that tube for probably four or five years. I mean, this is. This is good. I picked. You might have picked the wrong one. <laughs> I've had that cigar before. Okay. So, um, this tastes similar. No. Um, the, I'm finding it to be notes of uh, rhubarb, very vegetable, uh, vegetal. Okay. Um, well, could earth. Chinese pea pods be part of the equation? No Chinese pea pods. No. Those are sweet. I'm getting bitter vegetal notes. So that is the 2016. That's a new one. Not even out yet. But what's interesting is the two th- they released some limited editions for 2015 at the Habanos Festival that still haven't been released. I've heard that. People were saying, what about last year's that they gave us and never even came out? So who right. knows? This may never be released or it could come out in 2019. Maybe when it's more ready. Right. You know, so yeah. you're getting vegetable, which is usually a, a, a taste of, of young. young tobacco. Yeah. And we can add the word vegetable to the list of words that you cannot pronounce correctly. So that's good. Vegetal? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to co-sign what Barry's saying. Yeah, it's, it's very earthy to me, um, vegetarian-like. The rhubarb's there. Um, it's, it's green in flavor, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, young. It's young. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a cute, thank you, Dave, for the beautiful gift. It's a good cigar. Not a lot of spice or anything like that going on. If I were to compare it to the Avo we just had um, for my wallet, I would choose the Avo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we got some more in the mailbag. And um, we're also going to look to our calendar. And uh, also, we're going to look in the asylum. 
So we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. 
But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Just a reminder, you can listen to The Cigar Authority every Saturday live. Just tune into thecigarauthority.com at 12 noon Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific time if you live on the West Coast. You mean Pacific? No, I mean specific. Specifically at 9 a.m. if you live on the West Coast. That's terrific. I mean specific. There you go. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios cleaning out the uh, mailbag. And taking a peek into the asylum, getting ready for the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer, which is next week. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Next week, six years. It's actually on April 1st, but it's, um, it'll be April 2nd, but six years. Yeah. Unbelievable. You were Crazy. there. You were there, Mr. J. Yes, I was. It was so a, are we going to have the comedian back, wreck. or is he still dead? <laughs> he is dead. <laughs> dead to you, that is. He's dead, dead, dead to, to me. You. He died that day. <laughs> we took a comedian in, and... Um, we thought he would add some laughter to the show, and he was awful on, on his the phone show the whole time. He may be a great comedian. Uh, he was your friend, right? He's not my friend. He's somebody that I met on a boat anymore. cruise. Anymore. He wasn't my friend then. He was your boy. Come on. You don't, even, you don't need to chime in over there. <laughs> you know, he brought his girlfriend with him. They must have had a fight. Something was going on. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I'm just keep looking over to him. You got anything? But you know what I think they have? A lot of them, they have their routine, mm. and they. It's not like they're just funny guys that can throw stuff in, or this guy particularly wasn't. Um, they have a routine, and only if we brought in the exact thing of, okay, now right. throw in this, nothing was going on. We brought another comedian. People wrote bad stuff. I thought he was pretty good, the guy yeah, that was he here. Was funny. And uh, people... It's a different kind of humor. Yeah. Stand-up comedy is different than whatever you call this, kind of, if this is comedy. A waste this of time? A right. waste of time? <laughs> can I have my two hours back? I then want we, a refund. Right. Then we brought Tommy on. Yes. Well, you brought Tommy on. Yeah. And I Jonathan. like having Tommy on. He makes me look thinner. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I want to have a way off next week. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Then we had the we Jonathan promotion. We don't have to show anything. We'll just have a giant scale and but one of his, a seesaw. We'll go to the truck weighing station and just deduct the weight oh, from God. the car. <laughs> wow. With little coats on and listen, I'm, I ain't throwing it around because actually I got a mirror too. So, but we're gonna see what we can do there. So we're gonna have some fun next week. Uh, if you're anywhere in the area of Two Guys Smoke Shop next Saturday, everybody's welcome to come. We're gonna give away free cigars, free food, have some drinks. We're celebrating, so come celebrate with us if you want. If you can't only listen online, take your cigar on the care package, smoke along with us uh, next week, 12 noon Eastern time, and that is uh, 9 a.m. in the Pacific, right? Specific. Yeah, why'd you have to ruin that bumper by talking? She was rocking it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Specific. Specifically. She's very good with the, with the, uh, the reading, Jessica. Yeah, she's very good. I'll tell you what, hearing her gave me a white Churchill. No, oh, oh, <laughs> take take the whole show down. Why don't you? Um, you'll be able to get a cake. 
And uh, during the break, Jonathan was saying, how about pop, pop, pop tarts all over the cake? Wouldn't be a bad idea. Ooh. Could you make a cake out of pop tarts? <coughs> you ever see those things online? They show you of they yeah. get cakes and they they like get Twinkies and stick them all together. And Dave is, Rice Krispies. Dave is easily half the views on those. <laughs> really? <laughs> I watch them over and over again. It's crazy. Uh, you know, I'm looking ahead. Uh, isn't it funny? Uh, on the on the 16th, Alec Bradley Prinsado. Ooh. Can we say that? Careful. Can we say Prinsado? We can say it as long as we connect their name to it. Okay. I don't know, but we have that on there. And then a couple weeks later, we have the Asylum, which is uh, Christian Rose thing. So maybe, maybe get them both on at the same time and let them battle it out. Or something. Battle. Can we do something there? Um, Asylum's coming up on the um, – we're going to do that on the 30th. We will report to you what happened a few days earlier than that. The winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's a chicken poop party. Wednesday, <laughs> April 27, 6 to 8 o'clock at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. It is an uh, evening including a chicken dinner, two Asylum cigars, and a chance to win um, a box of cigars. How you win the box of cigars is we feed the chicken while we're eating. Do we feed the chicken chicken? You can't do that. I'm going to no. do, do it. You can't yeah. do that. And then the chicken will <laughs> go wrong. In, in a giant cage that is right over here. It's going to be all chicken wired out. We put the chicken in. All the little squares will be numbered. And the first place that the chicken goes... Not walks over to, but actually does its business, does its as business. my grandmother would say. Aren't they vegetarians? Chickens? I don't know. They eat chicken feed? They eat no, they eat, they eat worms and stuff, ticks. Yeah. I think they'll eat anything. Yeah. We'll see. If you have a tick <laughs> issue in your neighborhood, you get chickens in your yard, and you'll, your yard will be clear. All right, so buy your tickets if you want to come to that, and we'll talk about it uh, after the show and tell you if we'll ever do anything like that again. But <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it for sure. Um, and, uh, and, Chuck, you're taking the chicken afterwards. I would love to, actually, honestly. You, you so, are? Yeah, I got a home for it. So are you, you going to cut it on the Wicked Cuisine <laughs> cutting boards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> are you hoping to have, a, like, a, a hen that lays eggs? Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, man, absolutely. You got to have a big coop. They don't like small enclosed spaces. Space for it. Okay. Got a lot of land up there. And so where are you? You're in Laconia. No, that's where she goes to school. I'm in Gilmington. Went. Gilmington. Went to yeah. school. Went to school. Past tense. It is, it, it's a. It's a. Like so. All right. I have two girls, two daughters. Our oldest went to this amazing, and I'll give them a plug. Parkview Preschool. For her experience, unfortunately, it's a private school. They lost a lot of funding last summer, late in the summer. And we're forced to close their doors. Now, we had Michaela, our youngest, enrolled to go there. Okay. So when they closed their doors, it's late summer. We were basically forced to find a place. And every single school, for the most part, had been booked up. was full. Wow. I mean, this is August. So we, uh, it's kind of like an election sometimes. You have to vote for the lesser of uh, evils. Yeah. So this was a school that apparently had a pretty good reputation. Would not be our first choice, second choice, maybe even our 15th choice. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know... Price is high for it. it. It's a private school. It's a Catholic school, which I'm not exactly for or against. Um, but it more or less was a decision out of necessity. So, yeah. um, you know, we live in Gilmington, which is a good – I mean, to get her to school in the morning is about 20 minutes. So, so 20 really, minutes you should be able to apply to any of the other schools and say, listen, I need to put my daughter here because I pulled her out of X school. Yeah, the issue <laughs> is they're all full. Will they take an extra kid because yeah. it's So you an pulled emergency. her out and, and you have no replacement yet? I don't. Now, I, I'm a business owner, so I have my own business. I work from home a lot of the time, so I'm just going to adjust my schedule, bring in the grandparents. We'll homeschool her you know, okay. for the rest of the way. She's got two months left to school sure. anyways. So. She's sure. four. It's kindergarten. Exactly. Give her some blocks so and make her write a letter or two. It's preschool, right. So yeah. You're good. You know, 
I'll put it to work, man. Trust me. There we go. <laughs> Get her those refrigerator magnets that are the letters, and while you're typing emails and stuff, just have her shout out what the letters are, and you're good. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There we go. And if she gets it wrong, throw something at her. If she gets May, it right, give her a Tootsie Roll. May 14th, Rob Weiss. Uh, he is uh, from BG Meyer. He is also Entourage, the mm. TV show Entourage. And Ballers. Ballers. Member, member of the Board of the Bold. Yes. So we'll have him on and see what, uh, what's coming up in the future with them. And uh, lots more. We've got to actually start working on a calendar ahead. It's amazing. Time is flying. It's flying. Flying. And the next thing I know, I say we don't have things pre-planned to go ahead, but uh, we will. And um, that is what the calendar looks like. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. If you Google the phrase, Emory University students traumatized, you will not find an article about a lone gunman, a mass shooting, or that a rapist is on the loose. Nope, it's worse. And although it is common for students to use chalk to write pro-Black Lives Matter messages and feel the burn on sidewalks and byways between buildings, it is not what has some of the student body on the verge of PTSD. Someone in the dead of night wrote in big block letters the word Trump. Perhaps the same person also wrote another pro-Trump message on several sidewalks. After many students protested, the school has agreed to watch the surveillance video to find out who has committed these heinous crimes against humanity. And if it turns out to be a student, then Emory University will begin disciplinary actions. And if it's a non-student, they will press charges beginning with trespassing. According to a Trump supporter on campus, the good news in all of this is that there were only 226 days until three quarters of this campus moves to Canada. End quote. Seifu... Kia Lasile. That's insane. That's a sign. Ah, so that they have a, 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 an edge moving to Canada. There we go. It's always Canada, never Mexico. They're racist. Yeah. That's why. They're afraid the wall's going up there, too. <laughs> the good news is that they would have a wall between them and the sitting president, Donald Trump. True. Okay, uh, we can squeeze in this day in classic history. What do you think? We can do it. Uh, we can do it. Barry, hold on. Barry, please cover up your computer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Barry is the reigning champion. He must cover his computer so he can't look in there. But there we go. it's time for this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous. 
Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And the classic three-way is the closest without going over. Our champion for many, many weeks in a row. And coming in last week at the very last minute on the last question, pulling off an exact number, which gives him two points for the win. Today is March 26th, and uh, in reference to Avo Yavazian's birthday, we are doing all musicians. All, all musicians. Right. So, Barry, we're going to have you go first. Okay. Today is the birthday of Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler, rock singer, lead singer of Aerosmith, the group that won four Grammy Awards and rose to prominence from their album, album Toys in the Attic. He raised as a classical musician. And, a, uh, and began his musical career as a drummer. Aerosmith's signature hit, Dream On, was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the most influential song in development of rock. Born today, Steven Tyler. What year was he born? 1947. 47, he says. 1950. 50. I believe it's 1942. 42 for Mr. Jonathan. 47 will take it. It's 48. 47, Barry Stein. Cheater. <laughs> He's ahead. He's got his, his thing covered. He can't see it. I moved his phone, too. All right. And it becomes... Do you have ch- some sort of device yeah, attached to you? what's going on under the table, man? What's going on? Well, you can't see it, but I have a speaker in my ear. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chuck, this is to you. Why today, even bother? <laughs> today is the birthday of Diana Ross. Diana Ross, soul singer, Motown singer, who gained fame as a member of the Supremes, who later won a Golden Globe Award for a role as Billie Holiday in Lady Sings the Blue. She was the neighbor of Smokey Robinson in Detroit, and uh, when she was eight, dreamed of being a fashion designer. She worked as a secretary for Motown Records for Barry Gordy Jr. Mm. Uh, while, she recu- uh, while her records were being marketed. It is Diana Ross's birthday today. What year was she born? I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. 45. 45, he says. I'm going to use, I'm going to use Chuck's logic. He's trying to go with record size. I'm going to go with 33. 33 and a third. 45. And what do you got? 41. 41. 41 for the point, Of course Gary. it is. Of course it is. It's 44. You said 45, one over. And uh, Barry's got it. He's good at this. Mr. Jonathan, to you. Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney is a country singer. Country singer who uh, released 14 gold and platinum records, including Me and You and I Will Stand. He married Renee Zellweger in 2005, and uh, they broke up six months later due to fraud. Wonder who frauded who? Uh, And began dating Jamie Hill. But he's Kenny Chesney, born today, what year? 1967. 67, he says, Barry. 1970. 70. <sighs> 62. 62, and this is going to 67. Mr. Jonathan, it's 68. Mr. Jonathan gets a point. I'm okay with that. Chuck gets no points. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> Barry is two points. We have one question left. One question left. It's going to Barry Stein. 
Mr. Jonathan, you need one to win. One, one to, to tie. tie. Two to win. Chuck, you need two to tie. Mm-hmm. Today is the birthday. This goes to Barry. Birthday of Teddy Pendergrass. Ooh, TP. Teddy Pendergrass, R&B singer, who was the lead singer of the group Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. He's been nominated for five Grammy Awards. He was paralyzed from the waist down after undergoing a horrific car accident. He died in 2005, 2010, but he was born today. What year? 1937. 1937, he says. 33 days. 33, Mr. J. 33. That's what I have written down. i got to go with it. 37 will take it, Barry Stein. It is 1950. 1950, but Barry Stein gets the point and the three points. Three to zero to one. I'm just sick of playing against Barry Stein. This classic day in classic history was brought to you by Classic Cigars, whichever classic you choose it's a classic cigar available at twoguyscigars.com that's twoguyscigars.com celebrate today with a classic cigar and a quick reminder if it's your birthday come into any two guys smoke shop location that's salem seabrook or nashua new hampshire on your birthday and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you uh, incidentally rudy writes in and says that vegetal is a word, so you hit the lottery on that. Your mm-hmm. inability to say vegetable comes out as a word. And that's I don't what know. I was trying to say, vegetal. I, I don't know what it means, but... I've noticed a change on flavor. Barry, are you getting that as well as we're getting deeper down here? Yeah, there's a little bit of a spice quality. Yeah, a little more a spice, bit, a little yep. more meaty. Yep. Yeah. Definitely got that, almost that grizzle-like, you know, from barbecuing yeah. a piece of steak. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking this. This, this. I don't know about flavor notes. I got some spices in there. I'm still I'm sticking with the fluff. Uh, There's a prevalent fluff flavor, marshmallow fluff. Yeah, Jonathan's all about the fluff. Yeah, it's all fluffing. And... You sure you're not getting any? Uh... Ever put butter on a pop tart? It's so freaking good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tart? If you haven't, then I think you should. Pop tart with butter. I think you will. The good news is, after today, we don't have to hear that again. No, you don't. <laughs> well, I you wouldn't rule it out of possibility. You're going to hear that forever. I'm mind. deleting it out of the bank. <laughs> yeah. I say from now on, it's the official snack of the Cigar Authority. Mm. Yeah, when they write us a check, it can be. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to take a peek into the mailbag here. All right, look at some more mails. The, uh, this message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Taylor writes, Hello, gents. Very good show last week. I often don't have a chance to listen live. Regarding this week's show, when the four of you smoke Dave's, Dave's Cubans, it might be fun for each of you to score it. I realize this is not a common procedure since you don't score live on the show. Maybe an exception could be made. And, of course, your usual aroma and palate notes. Thanks. It's Taylor. Ah, want to score them? Well, I got to tell you, I like this cigar. It's burning very this – is, this is, I think, the best Cuban I've smoked. Ever. I heard you say that off here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smoking this all the way down. This is right up my wheelhouse. And I, I, don't, know, I don't like to give it numbers and stuff because everybody's different. I just never never did, but this would be in the, in the 90s. Mine it's, too. It's one of the best. It's got a little cedar component. It's got a little bit of spice. It's burning well, smoking good. I like it. Um, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be going uh, mid, low to mid-90s on this. Mine reminds me of a little bit of damp earth. There's that vegetable quality. A little bit of a meatiness, but it's probably about an 88 for me. Yeah. I'm going to go with Barry on that. It's not – it hasn't at 90. Um, again, it's not bad. It's consistent. It's got a 
So, you, Barry, you smoke cigars that, you know, made in the factory and it's not ready yet. They're not coming out till next mm-hmm. year. Maybe this is one of them. Is this something that you could taste and say, this is going to be a good cigar? Or is this, uh, be- can you take, can you minus the youngness away from it and go backwards? Usually you could see some underlying qualities to it. I don't know. It just, for me, it just doesn't do it. Yeah. I would go back to the drawing board. A little yeah. blending room in this case. It just it didn't work for me. I knew you picked the wrong one. When no, I this we one. were being debonair. No. <laughs> Barry already smoked this. You smoked this before. Yes, do you remember? I yes, I do. I remember enjoying it. Yeah? Okay. I remember buying it in the tube. I remember smoking it in Israel when I was bodyguarding a client. We went to the lounge at night. And I remember having at least two. Okay. So you don't remember... Um, you never smoked that cigar before. No. Yeah. Which is why I chose it. Yeah. Okay. Um, in retrospect, yeah, I made the wrong choice. You made the wrong choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the good one, but it's expensive. Mm. Yes. You said it's nineteen dollars. Yeah. Well, nineteen pounds, twenty-seven U.S. dollars. Twenty-seven. And I remember it translating to more than that when it was purchased in the Middle East, because Israel has a tobacco tax of like a hundred and ten percent. A bahiki in Israel wow. translated into U.S. dollars is is one hundred and ten dollars. Oh my God! Yeah, Crazy. that's expensive. Yeah. Most expensive cigar I ever purchased. Wow! 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 I've done more than that, but I'm nuts. I paid three hundred for a Cuban Trinidad when they weren't. Um, in production, you know, they weren't, um, well, of course, it was production. They made them, but it wasn't for sale. It wasn't a distribution. So it was a dignitary cigar given to dignitaries or whatever. And uh, it was Steve Saka. I can say now that Steve Saka let me know somebody had them in mm. Texas. Somebody had a box. I said, uh, I'm interested. I want two cigars. If he'll, you know, I don't want to buy the whole box, but I'm interested in two cigars. And he called me from there. I said, they're 300 each. I said, all right. I'll take two. And he came up, and we closed the store a little early that day. And I said, here's one for you and one for me. And we sat there and smoked them, and it was good. Mm. I remember uh, writing something. He said, you know, write some notes down on it. Um, and I remember it was tea. It tasted like tea. Mm. Green tea, black tea, orange pokey. Irish tea. Like regular Chai. Lipton tea. No like Earl Grey. Re- regular Lipton, you know, whatever. I don't know one from the other, but it was nice. It's nice tea, but it certainly wasn't worth that kind of money. But And then I was actually pissed off a little bit when they actually came out with the production because now you could buy it for $20, and I'm right. like, oh, God. But <laughs> it, it, was, um, it was the one after Cohiba, which was only Fidel Castro's thing that he would give out, and then it became Trinidad. And is there a brand now? Is there a, a Cuban brand that you can't get that is only for people, certain things? No. I'm not the Cuban expert. Yeah. I'll have to defer. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get a mailbag on it. Okay. Yeah, let me know because I, I don't know it all that well either. So I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, there will be, uh, it will be our 312th week doing this. That's how more or less than six years. It's exact, but crazy. 312 shows. Should we let them know what a first is going to happen next week? A first what? Somebody might be here and I might be there. Yeah, we'll see. We've okay. we got some surprises for you. 
624 hours of this mess. It's the Cigar Authority's 60th anniversary show, a show we passionately call the friggin' Catalina Wine Mixer. Why do we do that? We're going to tell you why as we recall the best and the worst, uh, all the numbers, some surprise information for you. Uh, we're going to have some fun. So come on by. Everybody's welcome to come. It's free cigars, free food, free drink. It's free. Come it's on in. It's the Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the Catalina Wine Mixer. And you are invited to attend. Um, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the past six years. This is the last of uh, five years. Is it? This Crazy. is it. Crazy. Uh, until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the past two hours, always remember when you're smoking your Romeo and Julieta Wide Churchill or Hoya de Monterey Reserva 2016, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.